you are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Browns, episode 126. Like I told you guys, uh, you know, when you have a team, you know, where playoffs aren't on the horizon, and you, know, you get to have a little more fun with the show, you, you know, you don't have to dedicate so much as to, you know, you know, each opponent, you know, the next five, six weeks when you know there's only four games left and that's all you have left and you're playing out the slate. Also, when you have a two-game lead on the number one overall pick, you have six out of the six for, uh, first 65. Uh, you have six, uh, I'm sorry, you have eight picks in the first four rounds. So you get to, lot of, you know, you got to look the future when you're covering the Cleveland Browns. So that's what we're going to do here tonight. Uh, I have uh, Jake Burns, uh, up-and-coming big-time writer, Cleveland Browns-wise, and uh, he's really taken off here the last couple of weeks. Uh, to some of us, it's not a surprise. Excellent work. Uh, brought off the couch today, the disabled list. You know, I think he can't really do much else more. Stephen Thomas, uh, you know, founder of the Browns Daily Mock Draft. Um, this is something that he, it's been a, a vision of Stevens for a while. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, Inside the Pylon kind of dis, did this type of pod. But they did each team individually, and they had each team do the first round pick, you know, 1 through 32. So the way we're going to do this is fan speak, which offers this great way to, you know, you know, predict the offseason, you know, through free agency, through cuts, you know, through the draft, that type of thing. So we're going to go ahead and kind of try to make it interactive here. Look, there's going to be a few hiccups on this first show along the way, but it's something we're maybe going to look to do maybe once a week as, you know, uh, you know, as we get through the draft process here. Because, you know, when you got a bad roster, you want to get it better. Uh, Jake, first let me come to you. First time we've had you, bud. Uh, you know, congratulations today. ESPN ripping off a you know a, a thought piece for me today. Some good stuff, bud. Hey, thanks, man. I'm I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, I think that at the end of the day, if they're if they're if they're ripping off the article, it's because it's doing some good things, and I think we all just want the Browns to win. So you know, it is what it is. I hope people get enjoyment out of it. Absolutely. Uh, Steven, buddy, uh, you know, I understand you are, uh, you know, this is before Thanksgiving now. Maybe they'll let you get off your rump by Christmas. How you feeling, bud? Oh, just living the dream. I would, uh, yeah, just, you know, recovering from the accident. Uh, I would like to stipulate before we get into this that I still am on the pain pills. So if I pound the table to draft Ronnie Lott, just write it off. Okay, just just give me a break on that one. Yeah, well, you know, everybody's got the guy in the front office who's got his quirks, and, you know, he's got his needs, what he needs to get by through the day. So, <laughs> so we'll forgive you, buddy. Uh, I guess the way well, we were going to kick this off, uh, you know, uh, whoever's got the board go rolling, I, I guess, you know, we'll go through the free agency, you know, and like I said, we're going to do the first three picks. Um, it is Mock Draft Wednesdays. I'm going to give you a promo code for Play Draft a little later on, you know, towards the middle of the show. But, uh, you know, I, it's free agency time. Uh, the way we work this out, we're going to bring in three free agents. We're going to do the first six picks of the draft for Cleveland. That's what we're hoping to get through here tonight. So who's up, fellas? Let's get rolling. All right. Uh, first thing we do, uh, for anybody out there unfamiliar, if you go to the ultimate GM mode on Fanspeak, you get to cut or keep your current players. Um, I'm assuming we might disagree on a few things, but are we all three agreed that the first cut is Kenny Britt? <laughs> yes, you're here. I forgot. Yes, all right. I forgot he's still here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Kenny Britt. Uh, my my other cuts, I guess. Uh, the other the other ones on here, like they still have some people on here that have already been cut. Uh, Ibrahim Campbell um, and uh, Terrence McGee and a couple other people like that. I would. I'm. I've never been a Randall Telfer fan or or Sammy Coates. I would be totally happy with both of those guys going. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I think. Let me let me backtrack real quick. What what is the what is the fiscal damage in letting Kenny Britt go? What is still owed? Do you guys know off the top of your head? 
Uh, I think uh, if I remember, his dead cap is like if they do it like at, you know after the start of the league year is like four million for some somewhere in that range. I could be wrong on that though. It's not too devastating though. It's well worth the hit in my opinion. Yeah, 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 for sure. I just wanted to ask that. Um, yeah. yeah, no, those other two, those other two are I'm, I'm, I'm good on those. I mean, it'll four point eight, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing is, is I can't have Kenny Britt around if Josh Gordon's here. I, I, I cannot. Absolutely. He already got to Corey Coleman once. I cannot have him around Josh Gordon. I would have cut him. I would have cut him before I went to L.A. Uh, Telfair, uh, his job is the blocking tight ends. He's a 50-50 blocking tight end. I can get an. I can get an extra offensive lineman on day three. I can get a straight blocking tight end on day three. And what's the sense if he's in actuality my third tight end? Yes, no doubt, and he's he's blocking my guy David and Joku from getting snaps, and I think he should be getting. You know, I'm sure he's all of our guys and say possessively, but no, I think that that he's an addition by subtraction guy too. Um, opens up those snaps that you go to the top two guys all the time. Yeah, I'm with you, uh, and you know, and I would like just like tag on real quick. Not only can we not have Britt around Gordon, if they're going to draft, you know, another young wide receiver, you can't have him around that guy either um, because. There was some body language with the wide receiver core this past week that uh, I, I was not particularly pleased with. And, I, you know, obviously we're not in the locker room, but I have a sneaking suspicion where it came from. Um, the only other two guys that I would put up that I, you know, maybe stick, maybe don't. They were, I think they were uh, can stay or go in Jake's article today would be Higgins and Treggs. I mean, I have no problem keeping them, but I also have no problem getting rid of them. Well, yeah, they did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the first one I want to give you is Treggs is kind of tied to Hugh. So if Hugh's fired, I don't know what the interest is going to be there because Treggs' dad is one of Hugh's friends. Um, I mean, you can maybe keep you know one or two of these receivers around, but right. in all actuality is is look, I'm replacing. I'm looking to replace everybody whose name isn't Josh Gordon or Corey Coleman. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think anybody's safe there. I mean, even I, I love Ricardo Lewis's potential, but and I know he's under some some easy financial responsibilities for the team, but when you when you when you've had a position fail as bad as this one's failed, it's it's not a it's not a spot anybody there should be safe. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think Lewis will be back just from a numbers perspective, and you know if we're looking at it, he's I mean he's still got the drops and all the problems that have been there, but I mean he's had a fairly decent. If you look strictly at the numbers, he's done a decent job. So if you move him down into a you know a four slot wide receiver four or something like that, maybe he. So, all right, so there's all of our cuts. Um, the next one on Fanspeak is, do you want to tag anybody? I'm assuming the answer is no, so we move on from that. Now we're into free agency. Um, in this particular, are we are we going to look at quarterbacks? I'm personally not. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on, on the... You know, well, we, one, we can always do another one another day where we you know go the okay. quarterback route, but hey, with you know one in seven or one in eight, whatever it is, I think we kind of got our eyes where we want them. Agreed. Just had to ask the question. So I'm assuming, uh, as I do, you guys see attacking wide receiver, top-end wide receiver in free agency as the first place we should go, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I mean, in, in the backtrack real quick on quarterback, I think it it doesn't hurt to bring in somebody with experience, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to affect what they do at the top of the draft. So that could be something they do, but nothing big time. But yeah, wide receiver, number one target has to be. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The only guy, well, I mean, unless there's something crazy out there that we haven't heard about yet, the only guy that I would think would affect the top of the draft would be if they somehow brought in Cousins. But 
even that, you know, I, you know, I might still go ahead, but if they're going to invest that kind of money in cousins and he somehow comes here, then I think they're out on quarterback at the top of the draft. Um, Let me just jump in here. The reason I I want to address wide receiver through free agency is I don't want to draft a kid. And, you know, even if you move on from, you know, the Houston pick and it's 10, 11 or 12, if Josh Gordon screws the pooch again, I now don't want to even put even more pressure on a rookie. Now, Lake, hey, right. look, I brought you in to be part of this wide receiver crew. Oh, guess what? Josh Gordon's gone, dude. You just went from a kid I had high hopes for to you need to be the man and you need to be the man tomorrow. I'd rather have, I mean, it looks like we're going to get an established wide receiver core this year, which is kind of rare. But, you know, some of these guys, if God forbid that happens, these guys wouldn't be too unfamiliar with going into an 80 reception role, hopefully. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, totally. Uh, and also, you know, even the best. It, in rare cases, does a wide receiver come in year one and dominate? They they need a year to learn. And exactly like you said, to come in and say, even if it's a Calvin Ridley or Cortland Sutton or whoever your favorite draft uh, uh, wide receiver is, to ask him to come in and, like you said, you're now the one in a year where we've all agreed they can't have another rebuilding year. I mean, we have to, at minimum, be sniffing 500 next year. They need to get some established guys in there. And and if I could just add, another reason I want to do wide receiver in the draft is, with all these high picks, if they can get you know, a Watkins or a Landry or an A-Rob or whoever it may be, now you don't have to force a wide receiver early. You can address some other needs. Which, and, and there are some guys at some other positions that we have that could really really make a difference the first year but we're getting off the point here here's here's the board now a rob is not available in this particular scenario apparently jacksonville signed him we've got sammy watkins Devonte adams jarvis landry john brown uh jordan matthews reuben randall paul richardson dante moncrief and then all the rest Devonte adams yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not a Sandy Watkins guy, so I'm all in on Devonte Adams. Right well, if, if this was a different team we were talking about, but the fact that it's Cleveland and here's Devonte Adams, actually a kid I talked with during his draft process, you know, and he pretty much admitted at that time he was like, "Man, I, I hope I don't go nowhere cold." Uh, he went to the you know coldest of cold. The guy plays well in the cold. He plays well in the outdoors. You know, it's a reason you're going to be looking for something here. But uh, you know, and the other thing is, is he, you know. Everybody says he's the number two, but, you know, i got to say for the last year and a half in Green Bay, I'm pretty sure he's been the one. Yeah, he's the most consistent guy. Yeah, yeah, I would be – actually, I'd be kind of surprised if, if Green Bay doesn't uh, bring him back into the fold. But in this scenario, there he is. My other guy that I would throw in – I'm not a huge Jarvis Landry guy, but I would throw in a John Brown um, just because I think he would fit in with Gordon and Coleman – uh, on the outside, and then if you're going to throw uh, Adams, John Brown does things that there's really nobody else on this current roster does. He runs a solid nine route. Uh, you know, you know, I've talked about him. You know, as far as you know, somebody that Kaiser maybe would flourish with. Obviously, you know, Kaiser with his relationship with Will Fuller. I mean, if it wasn't too much and it wasn't too crazy, I mean, if you could get them both, I mean, you got the capital. Might as well do it. Yeah, I agree. He takes the top off the of defense. You got. If you if we're counting on Josh Gordon, he's big time on those square ends, long drags, crossers. It'd be an ideal fit for sure. Okay, so Adams, what kind of numbers uh, do you guys want me to throw at him here on the simulator? That's more your genre. What do you think it's going to take there, pal? <laughs> well, the tag next. Well, the tag this year is what fifteen and change, something like that. So the tag next year will be sixteen ish. Do you think he's going to approach that, or do you think he's going to be more in the 12, 12-ish range? 
I don't think he, he gets to the 16. No, I, 12 is one chance of that idea. Okay. So we'll go 12 for what, five years? Works for me. All right. Do we want to offer uh, anybody else as a wide receiver or just uh, take a shot with him and move on to another position? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Just good there. All right. Uh, what other position? The only other spot that I would be looking would be um, uh, free safety or cornerback, maybe tackle, but free safety or cornerback would be the guys that I would try to, uh, to find somebody to fit in. What do you think? Yeah, that's an interesting spot because – I'm not sure what they plan to do. If they, I mean, we all want Jabril to move up and play his, his natural hybrid box safety role, and I think that that's something he's obviously most comfortable with. But Derek Kendrick does that does that role pretty well. So that that I think we all think they're going to take that position, but their their evaluation of the improvement of, of Peppers will be interesting back there. I think that a corner should be a top priority, just because I don't think they want to target one early, and I'm not sure if the guys. So this is a weird corner draft. The guys that they want will be there in round two, round three. So I, I personally, you guys can tell me I'm an idiot, obviously, but I would target a corner. I would listen uh, to Jeff. I would listen to free safety or corner, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I just have been kicking around something in my head. If they do, you know, come up with a Minka and, uh, and, uh, or somebody, you know, to fill that spot and Peppers moves into that hybrid role like you were talking about, it may negate the need to, uh, to go linebacker. I've been, I've been taking Roquan Smith a lot, but if, if he's up there and you still have Kindred, it, 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 it will be interesting. It would be a nice uh, Swiss Army amoeba type thing. All right, so corner. You guys are saying corner. Here's what we got on corner. We've got uh, Vontae Davis, Brent Grimes, uh, Marcus Shirelles, Dante Johnson, Kyle Fuller, Justin Bethel, uh, and then all the rest. There's really no big names available in this particular yeah. scenario. Was Mo Claiborne on the list or no? Uh, let me flip. Mo Claiborne is indeed on the list. Yes, Mo Claiborne hasn't has not played. He's not played badly this year for the for the Jet, uh, the Jets. Uh, I think you're going to bring in yet another veteran. Uh, he's somebody I'd, I'd be interested in taking a peek at. Yeah, absolutely. I I, ha- I also have an affinity for LSU defensive backs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what kind of numbers are you talking? I mean, I'm trying to think what he made this year. Which was chump change? I think what, maybe seven. Okay, let's go seven. Definitely on the shorter side. For what? Three or four? No, three. Three. All right. Help me out. Is Malcolm Butler free agent this offseason? Uh, he's scheduled to be. He did not make it to free agency in this particular simula- simulation. Yeah, which... In a hypothetical world, what do, you, what do you guys stand on that? I'm, I missed that. Say that again. In a, in a hypothetical world, where do you guys stand on him? I would like, uh, if him and Tremaine Johnson, either one of them were available, and I know everybody says Tremaine's had a down year, I would, I mean, I'm not going to throw, you know, half of our cap space at him, but I, I would make a serious try for both of them. Uh, the thing with Butler is it seems, you know, I don't know, it seems like he was such a good player then. Is he, is he that guy now? I don't know. And, I mean, if Belichick almost traded him, that's always something that makes you damn nervous. Yeah, right. that's that's why I'm interested to see if they actually end up bringing him back to the fight tonight. All right. Uh, we were done submitting offers for the day, and we got Mo Claiborne. We did not get Devontae Adams. Really? Do we want to go back and take another run at Devontae Adams here on day two? Oh, actually, you know what? He's gone. Somebody signed him. 
We are now left with Sammy Watkins, Jarvis Landry, John Brown, Dante Moncrief. What do you got for us, Jake? Uh, that gets tough. I mean, I'm still okay with John Brown. Um, I mean, that changes our draft strategy, which, I, I mean, I don't hate going into this looking for a wide receiver one. I don't know where you guys stand on that, but there's some guys there that we could take. Um, I don't know. Sammy and, and Jarvis just don't do it for me. One's always injured, and one catches, you know, every pass for six yards. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my inside in John Brown and, uh, and holding off on those other two. Yeah, try to get John Brown. I mean, Jarvis Landry, we have Duke Johnson, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, John Brown, we're looking at, uh, you want to throw the same kind of numbers at him, or you want to go a little less, like 10-ish? Wow, that seems an awful lot for John Brown, but I guess that's what's going to take to get him, huh? Then, t- yeah, I mean, throw it, throw me, throw me a number. Yeah, Wait, I mean, I would go, go 10 because we need to make sure we, we got cap space. We need to make sure we get a guy. All right. There, 10 million. Give him five years. And voila, we got him. All right. So are we done in free agency? So we got Claiborne and Brown, right? Claiborne and John Brown. That's actually not a bad start. I could go to a, uh, I mean, I, could, I haven't looked, we haven't looked, but I could maybe grab a tackle, uh, you know, a Chantrell Henderson or a uh, uh, Ladrian Waddle from, uh, uh, from New England. But, I mean, it's not desperate. I, I could go with either of those guys, and in all reality, they may well, very well be priced out of what we want to spend, but well, I, I, could do, I could do something like that. I, well, I mean, I think we have our starters back. I know they liked uh, the kid from Florida State. I think they pretty much wanted to give him a red shirt year anyway. So, right. you know, I don't know if I want to go put six, seven million on one. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on that. Too. All right. Skip the rest of free agency. We are now into the draft, and you said you only wanted to do the first three rounds, correct? Yes, sir. All right. First three rounds. Why We're going Stevens- to why Steven sets this all up, uh, Locked On Browns episode 126 is brought to you by PlayDraft. Uh, we, over at Locked On, we do draft Wednesdays every week. Uh, look, guys, it's getting to the end of the year. Everybody remembers the old commercial uh, NFL Network used to run about fantasy, you know, when you were 1-11 or, you know, the guy crying in the shower with his beer because he's 2-10 and, and it didn't work out. But this was cool about PlayDraft. Uh, you know, cheap, cheap leagues if you want them, you know, 3 $4. You pick a wide receiver, uh, two wide receivers, two running backs, a quarterback. Uh, snake draft style, the way it's done. So, you know, you're not competing against somebody else. You know, I have Antonio Brown. He's got Antonio Brown. No, the whole draft itself, you know, five minutes in and out. It's a fun thing to do while you're on your lunch break. Uh, I've done probably five, six leagues already. Uh, Still a little bit up ahead on the money. But uh, I'll start setting those up tomorrow through the Locked On Browns Twitter account. Uh, Play draft, check it out. It's just a fun way. Uh, You know, you you know, five, uh, you know, you got a a five-man team. Just fun, something fun to do. Maybe try to grab yourself back a couple of bucks here that you probably already lost during this fantasy season. But, uh, you know, with that being said, we are now going to go ahead. And Cleveland is on the clock. We are on the clock. I just uh, uh, DM'd you guys a screenshot of the uh, top of the board here. We are picking one and eight this week on the fan speak board. So, yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast my vote first. Um, I'm gonna go. If Hugh is Hugh here, we decided Hugh is, is here. We made that choice, right? Yeah, I think until something is done, when we do these, we have to proceed as if the status quo. Uh, because if we don't, it just introduces way too many variables that are unknown. But wait a minute, aren't we the front office? So does it matter if Hugh's here or not? Because we're gonna just do what we want. And we're not gonna tell him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I vote gone. Uh, 
Drop the hammer. All right. Okay. Drop the hammer then. It's uh, it's the Wild West. Jeff, it, you're now in charge of the Browns. Ah, look. Uh, Pete's <laughs> Pete's gonna scream and yell. Look, it, it, it's I'm not <laughs> against Baker Mayfield. Just give me a strong hand size, a decent hand size, just something that I can justify the fact that he's probably shorter than six foot one. If I get something, you know, maybe I'll lean that way. But I mean, I got to tell you, there is nothing prettier than watching Josh Rosen toss a football all over that field. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. I mean, and and, and I I came into this like looking at these quarterbacks at the very beginning of October. I listened to a pod that Pete was on actually talking about Josh Rosen, and I was hoping he was going to get to Baker Mayfield because that was the guy I thought just every week this kid is the best player on the field, and he does so many innate things so well at the quarterback position from from his head to his toes, and and. I, I can't come off of him as my quarterback one. I just there's so many things that I love about the way the guy plays football, outside of the you know the stunts that we've seen in the in the video of him running from the cot. I just think that this there's something about the kid, and I'm, I'm not trying to bring back the Johnny Fields, but there's just something about his story, his style, his performance that makes me believe in him. Um, I also don't dislike Josh Rosen at all. I think Rosen has a couple red flags with the concussions and the shoulder surgery that, that caused some concerns. But like you said, Jeff, that dude is a prototypical, like, sign him up, put him on a billboard quarterback the day one. So I, I, I vote Baker Mayfield, but I can easily be talked into Josh Rosen all the same. All right. Um, well, let's, uh, I'll, I'll say two things. One, um, Pete's going to yell no matter what we do. Well, of course. You know, that's what he does. But also, uh, I, I'm with you guys. I think this is a positive thing. I think everybody's going to yell and argue and scream at each other over the next five years, or I'm sorry, the next five months. But it's a positive thing in that I would throw Lamar Jackson into the same boat you guys are putting Rosen and Mayfield in. We have three guys at the top of this draft, if they decide to go quarterback at one, that I will sleep well if they take any of them. Um, now, as we've discussed... It'll depend on fit, um, but it seems like you guys are Rosen uh, Mayfield, so I have to cast the deciding vote. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm I'm gonna have to go Baker Mayfield. I, I just and you're right about Josh Rosen's watching him, especially throw the crossers and the seam routes is fantastic. But he's he it's the it's the um, I'm not going to say injuries, but it's the dinged up and the fact that it's his shoulder and the fact that this last one may well have been his second concussion within, you know, a three-month period. That frightens me. Um, not, not that I dislike taking him, but it makes me lean more towards the guy that does literally everything that you want him to do except, except be six foot three. So we're two Baker Mayfields and one Josh Rosen. Are we taking Baker Mayfield? Go ahead, Joe. Um, no, I, I'm just going to say, I mean, we can like who we like, and you, this is an obvious statement for you guys, but like, I try to pair these guys, and this is all a hypothetical, silly situation, but with, we don't know head coaching candidates, let alone right. who's going to be back. But so much of, I love Lamar Jackson. That guy has shown improvement year to year on quarterbacking traits, and he gets the blind eye from people when he necessarily shouldn't. But I think so much will be pairing these kids, these quarterbacks with the right coach absolutely it'll all come down to that so i mean do i think you line these three guys up josh rosen probably looks the prettiest um 
I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm voting Baker, but it all is obviously going to depend on, on who's here and what they want to do with that guy. Now, if you just threw everything, you know, the questions, whether it's the size and a little bit smaller, this, that, and the other thing, and you told your guys, look, I want the quarterback who from, you know, December 31st of 2016 till this day of 2018, who has improved the most as a quarterback in that time frame? That's the guy I want. And there's, if you hand in a card that says any other name but Baker Mayfield, you're lying. So, I mean, that's how I can justify it. So pick one overall. Come on, All right, on, pick, Baker. pick one overall, Baker Mayfield. All right, we are simulating. We are simulating. We are now up at eight, and I will. Well, this is where you're going to need to talk for a minute because i got to screenshot you guys the board. So we're all on the same page here. This is a very sophisticated operation for those of you listening. Yes, so somewhere Pete is rejoicing. <laughs> yes, yeah, he is. He's known as one man party. <laughs> He's probably mad at us for taking so long to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why was the discussion? <laughs> oh, poor Pete. Yes, but now you look at it this way. I mean, you almost have the yin and the yang at the position. Uh, you've got two capable throwers. You know, one is a bigger guy. One is a little bit of a smaller guy. One is the ultimate competitor. Uh, the other one's kind of had his ego busted down a little bit, you know, between his rookie year and between his last year at Notre Dame. So, I mean, look, between the two of these guys, look, there's there's no more Kessler. There's no more Hogan. There's right. no more Hoyer. These are guys who have NFL skills, and this is what you're kind of looking for here, and this is the kind of improvement you're looking for in that room. Right. That's going to be exciting. That's the best part. We can pick whatever the three guys we want to pick. Absolutely. 100%. All right. We're at pick eight. Uh, off the board in between us, just quick rundown. Darnold, Fitzpatrick, Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley, Bradley Chubb, and Harold Landry. I just sent you guys the remaining board. And uh, who's still available at eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Josh Rosen's still on the board at eight. Wouldn't that be wild? Hmm. And that's something that we, did, we didn't talk about, um, but it, depending on where that Houston pick ends up, like right now it's at eight, and if your guy is, you know, Mayfield or Rosen, whoever it is, I don't think you can take a chance on him being there at eight. If they end up fourth or third or something, you know, by some miracle like that, now you can take maybe, you know, take a shot at uh, uh, switching it up uh, and taking a, uh, you know, if it's Patrick first or, you know, there are people out there who want to take Saquon Barkley first, that kind of stuff. I, I would think you still wouldn't do that, but it's, it at least becomes a discussion at that point. So much depends on where that Houston pick ends up. No, absolutely. And, you know, Tom Savage just, you know, keeps screwing it up, but that's all we need, Tom. <laughs> all right. Um, so our top players on the board, for those listening, Quentin Nelson, Christian Wilkins, Rosen, Derwin, James, Arden, Key, McFadden, McGlinchey, and on down the line. Uh, this would be a spot with Fitzpatrick off the board. I would advocate for a trade down into the mid-teens and take a, um, a wide receiver at that point. But since we have stipulated that there are no trades, what are you guys thinking here? Go ahead, Jake. No, I think, I think a trade would be interesting. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they capitalize on being here because I, I mean, there's a couple names there I love, um, but a trade down wouldn't be terrible either. I think that, I think that we're going to have to attack since we didn't get our guy at the wide receiver position. I think we might want to attack that. But there's also another skill position name that I love, which I'll leave that to when we answer that question. But trade down wouldn't be the worst thing here. It'll, it'll get backfire, but 
I don't I don't dislike it at all. No, but like Jeff? we like we said though, we're picking here. You know, that's the way okay. we said we weren't going to trade down in this one. So right. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm oh. I'm I'm all in on. Uh, I mean, I love Darius Juice. I, I think that that dude is a special running back that you can get in the top ten. That uh, I think Isaiah Crowell is obviously going to be out coming into the season. Um, that's a big name to take. Um, you know, then there's there's Cortland Sutton is there. Is, is Ridley gone? Did I miss that? Yeah. No, Ridley's thirty first on this board. Oof. Yeah, I know. So there's, you know, and, and it's December. So anybody saying that's unrealistic, you may or may not be right, but this is the way it is. So there is a chance he could be there at 33, which is something you have to consider with this pick. Yeah, uh, I'll give you my, my narrow down guys. I'm Juice, I'm, I'm Juice, Sutton, or Ridley. That's where my three narrow down guys are. What do you guys think? All right. Uh, here, yeah, no, uh, I got to go Darius. Uh, yeah, I got to add the running back here. Uh, you know, Nelson is fantastic as he is. Uh, they have solid guard play. Wilkins, uh, my defensive line is my strength right now. Derwin James, love the guy to death, but uh, I have a glutton of box safeties on this roster. Arden Key, uh, unless you're going to give me an hour and a half with that dude on a couch, I don't even know if I want to touch him. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's a slam duck on, on Darius Chase. All right, yeah, I, I, I'm in. I'm in. We have just picked Darius Chase. Here we go. Um, now it takes a minute for it, obviously, to simulate the other teams picking. So we have in free agency. We in free agency in the draft. We have a. We have. Uh, what have we got in here? We got. We've added Mulkley running more. back. No, yeah, we quarterback, wide receiver, uh, wide receiver, and a um, a solid corner. Now, but you look at this now. Now you're talking about a quarterback position of Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Kaiser. You're talking about if Josh Gordon keeps his head on straight, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, John Brown, David Najoku, Seth DeValve, Duke Johnson, and Darius Geis. Yeah, that's a stock cap. You, you, you should be able to put up some points. Yeah. Absolutely. Side note real quick. Have I been saying Darius Juice and it's actually Joyce the entire time? It's actually Darius Geis. Geis, man. Geis I went what to did I say? Tony Michaels phase for a while. Too. You know what it is? It is so tough with uh, <laughs> the, the guys from Louisiana. It's so tough, obviously, because, you know, there's the Creole accent down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't Just call you, him Big D. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I, before I went on a show, went to, you know, like YouTube videos just to make sure I was going to say it. Like, Yeah, that was bad. That's on me. Um, English major here, not, not pronunciation. Um, not, not to mention how many games do you watch with the volume off. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely Send, send. Okay, I just sent you guys the current board. Whoa, look who is still available. That's what oh, I this is, is. going to be interesting when you guys see this. Yeah, now Jeff and I are into our, our favorite part here. With that. <laughs> we, we are at, for those listening, we're at uh, 2.1. We are at pick 33 right now. We have uh, Darius and Baker in our pocket. And we have, believe it or not, all on the board, Cortland Sutton, Calvin Ridley, Jairi Alexander, Tyro Crosby, oh. Denzel Ward, and Josh Jackson. Oh, sweet. Ooh. See, the problem, see, what's funny here is free agency, we went cornerback, we went wide receiver. Oh, my God. But did the cornerback we took in, in free agency preempt you from taking a Denzel Ward type or a Jairi Alexander type? I oh, would I vote that, it, that he didn't. Or a Josh Jackson type who's got ridiculous exactly. ball skills. Exactly. Oof. This is actually probably the hardest pick we've made. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? I'll, 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 I'll throw this one out. I've got two running backs. 
Well, let's let me take a look over at. We have not addressed safety, and safety is an absolute need. Uh, so but nobody's looking, here. But nobody's here that could couldn't be had with the next second round pick or picking back off the first or the third. So, right, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, we've got uh, this board has guys ranked low enough that we could wait. All right. Um, I mean, I could even. I'm not going to, but I could make a case for Tyrell Crosby at this pick. Uh, I think he's and Orlando Brown down there uh, as well. You could make a case. Uh, for going offensive tackle uh, at, at this spot with guys that are that considered that elite. But I wouldn't do that. I would at this spot, because we know we have another pick in eight spots, I would take Sutton or Ridley. Yeah, I lean Sutton or Ridley as well. Um, you know, I, I think that it would just be really wise to attack the first three skill position issues we've had this year. Um, yep. With the, with I mean, if Sutton and Ridley are here at the top of the second round, I, I mean, it's kind of laughable to think they'll be there. But if they are there, uh, th- those two have to be the pick. I mean, I've, I've continued to talk, and obviously you see you have a lot of cornerbacks still remaining. Uh, you know, I continuously say that Calvin Ridley is the number one wide receiver in this class, and I don't think it's very close. So, I mean, to get him at 33... You know, I, I, I'm in. I, I yeah. honestly, I, I've been. I'm, I said it was one of those two guys. But if Ridley is there at 33 with this particular scenario has happened, I sprint to the podium. Yeah, I'm all in. I, I, I think they're a little closer than what Jeff says, but that's fine. I, li- I like Ridley as wide receiver one too. We have taken Calvin Ridley at pick 33. Okay, let's see. Oh, you guys are going to like this. <laughs> and this is going to this is going to be another discussion. Let me screenshot this. Well, these discussions are good discussions though. It's not like, you know, your daughter took the car out and didn't bring it all home. And that's that's what we've been trying to say for months. You and I, all three of us have had these discussions that there's so much good that can be coming here with this off season and it's all good discussions. It's all good debates. Okay, just sent you guys um, the screenshot of the top remaining players. Unbelievably, we are at uh, pick 40. Oh, my here. God. Oh, my God. Yep. Top two players left on the board, Denzel Ward, Josh Jackson. And I would have, I would have been okay with either one of those. Oh, boy. Wow. This is what I'm saying. Oh, man. I have, I have Do we even need down. to read the rest of the names, or is it just those two guys? It's between those two, for sure. Yeah. Um, I haven't broke down corners like in depth yet, like I'd like to, but it is certainly Ward or Jackson that have popped off the screen, um, you know, each Saturday. I, I tend to lean a little bit more Denzel Ward than Josh Jackson, but I, I can be talked out of it if you guys have a better case. I don't I'm think there's you. really a way to go wrong here. I'm with you. I, I think, and Josh Jackson's. I, I'm certainly not saying I don't like him. But if you put the two of them in a room and said just one and one only, I, I think I have to, I have to go with Denzel Ward. I mean, he's just an elite. Co- I mean, he, his hip fluidity. He's a man-to-man guy. He's always running with people, and he's right in their hip pocket. He's he's good, man. That's a good. That's a great pick. This guy took reps away last year from the guy who was about to be the defensive rookie of the year. I, I right. think that's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah. Run Plus, <laughs> he's a Buckeye, so you know people wouldn't yell at us. So. Yeah. All right, we've picked Denzel Ward, and we're now simulating to the next pick, which moved up a bit this week with the Eagles' loss. It was 64. Now it is, I believe, it's going to come in at 59. Keep losing, Eagles. 
I'm sorry, it is 61 here. Let me send you guys the current board. Minus zero. We could get we get these first four like that. This would change the entire course. Of this is sick. Yeah, and there's you know, and people are. I know that people are going to say, as we've said, I don't think he's going to be there at that spot, and that may or may not end up being right. It may well, but this is not the only combination of picks in these first four picks that we would be basically the same amount of excited about. That's the good part. There are a myriad of different ways they can go that you would still go, okay, I'm good. I'm good with those four guys. All right. I just sent you guys the remaining board. Top players on the board for those listening. We've got Nick Chubb, Jalen Davis, Isaiah Wynn, DJ Moore, Dion Kane. Uh, let's see, uh, Marcus Davenport, edge rusher, Nick Washington's the safety, Jordan Whitehead, who I like a lot. Ronald Jones is still on the board, but we've already, uh, attacked that position. Um, I'll throw it to you guys first. Yeah, this board, this board for me, I, I really like Jordan Whitehead. Um, I think he's, he's pretty solid. I, I, I don't know enough about Desmond Harrison. I, I try to find it. I try to find film on him. I can't find it. Obviously West Georgia is a little bit tough. Um. Yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys think? I, I the way I'm looking at it, I think you take Whitehead, and I mean, you see, you get two edge pass rushers. Because remember, this is 61, and you're picking 65. Right. You know, you want Whitehead, so you go ahead and do that here. I mean, you know, Nick Chubb. I mean, no arguments with him. These wide receivers, no arguments with him. But we've added to. Right. Right. Yeah. I would say um, at this point, yeah, I would, and, unless you're just in love with Davenport or, or Farrell uh, from Clemson, who's still on the board. We didn't mention that. Um, but you have that a decision go, to make in four picks anyway, because at worst, one of them is going to be there. Yeah. Right, right. And the only other name I would throw in there, too, would be uh, Isaiah Wynn from Georgia. And it's only because of his positional versatility. He's listed as a guard on this particular board, but I know he moved to tackle. And that could be somebody very valuable um, with the injuries that we've had uh, the last couple of years. But I'm with you guys. I think we go Whitehead here and then see who's left at 65. Let's roll. All right. We have just picked Jordan Whitehead to play free safety. Right. Screenshot the board because this is the last pick that we're doing. What position do you guys think they should target here? I mean, at this point, they're probably looking positional. Positional. What do you guys think? Me, I got to be honest. I want. I don't care if he does anything else. I want somebody that can rush the passer. I mean, you can be a one-trick pony, and that's all you do. But when I'm going to take Ogba off the field, I'm going to take Garrett off the field. I want to make sure that somebody I'm going to put out there can actually get a quarterback. You thinking? Uh, you, you thinking an edge, or are you thinking a pass rushing three tech? I'm thinking an edge. Okay, because, yeah, no. And they're both there. And they're not even going to bring that up. All right, yeah, uh, for those listening, Nick Chubb, uh, DJ Moore, Deion Kane, uh, Marcus Davenport, Cleveland Farrell, uh, Simi Cobbs, Ken Webster, and on down the line. Um, Nwosu out of USC is a nice sneak in here, too. Yeah, and there's some three techs that are further down the board, uh, but we've uh, eliminated that. Um, Let me see. Linebackers, no, the linebackers that I would stump for are all gone at this point. So I, I would tend to agree with you. 
I would say we go either uh, Davenport or Farrell at this point. See, the gamble you have there is, you know, obviously Farrell coming from Clemson. You know, hopefully we're going to get to see him with two games here now. So, you know, he should get a really, you know, good shot of pad in his resume. Marcus Davenport, uh, which is a guy I know not many people talked about. I had Dean Brugler on. He could not stop talking about Marcus Davenport. Uh, you know, obviously he's going to get his chance down in Mobile. But, uh, you know, these guys, you know, the reason they're named right now is because they have pass rushing ability. Uh, I'm pretty much good either way here. you got to find a way to spell Garrett. you got to find a way to get, you know, Ogba off the field sometimes to spell him a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm good with either one of these, to be honest. Eileen Davenport, I've seen some film on that kid. He, he is explosive at the point of contact. Yeah, probably needs a little weight, but he's, you know, he's, he's fierce. He's got, you know, he's athletic. You know, the only question is, will it translate as he goes, you know, up against better competition? But I see nothing wrong with that selection. I, I would be happy with either one of them. Uh, I would tend to lean Davenport too, but just in the interest of promoting conversation at each pick to see uh, what everybody would say. I know we have we have Ridley, and I know we uh, we picked up John Brown, but somebody I did not uh, mention, at least I don't think I mentioned, Simi Cobbs is still on the board. Um, and I know people around the Big Ten country absolutely love him, and with good reason. Would you consider overloading? I mean, you, you, you're looking at then Josh Gordon, Calvin Ridley, John Brown, Simi Cobbs, Corey Coleman. That's five guys that really, you know, on paper anyway, can't need to, will all need to be double covered. I mean, would you consider that at this point over a pass rusher? Not when I need a third pass rusher. Yeah, and I, and I like Simi Cobbs. I think he's got some real skill in terms of high point abilities and flipping the hips and things like that, but. I just don't trust his route running abilities like I need to. To, to. to me, with the Browns' current roster setup, I got two guys that can just high point anything I put on them, and, and you know, and Joku and Josh Gordon. So, I mean, I, I don't see it necessarily the value I could find in somebody taking a flyer on Simi Cobb as I would taking an edge rusher when I know it'll be an important part of my team. I agree. Just wanted to bring it up. All right, we have picked Marcus Davenport. So it will simulate the rest of this round, and then it will show uh, our final results. But I think we have done some good here tonight, gents. You know, see, and this is the thing. And, uh, you know, anybody who doesn't use fan speak, this is one of the reasons to get into it. It's fun. Obviously, you know, it, the way we did it here, talking with everybody, it lasted a little bit longer. But you see, and you see the position Cleveland's in. Now, look, and now that team that was on the field, uh, Casey Hayward, who is probably going to be an old pro cornerback this year, what did he say about Josh Gordon? The second, uh, tied for the most talented wide receiver I played this year with Odell Beckham Jr., Miles Garrett, you know what you have there. There is talent on this roster. And then you talk about the fact that you can go into a free agency, bring in a veteran quarterback like Mo Claiborne, bring in a John Brown as a blow the pop off your defense and open things up underneath. Add a Baker Mayfield, add a Darius Geis, add a Calvin Ridley, add a Denzel Ward, add a Jordan Whitehead, add a Marcus Davenport. There's a lot of really good possibilities here for this team. Yeah, I mean, if you can add that kind of talent, I mean, it's – I, you know, we all look at it. We all look at the film. We all watch the game. The talent is there. I know it is so hard when the one in twenty-six is staring you in the face, but the talent is there. Football is so dependent on the man next to you. And if you have, even if you just have twenty really good players, that's not enough. So you got to look at what skill you're seeing, and then an influx of ten to fifteen more guys that can contribute, and it's there. And it's such a quarterback-driven league. And I am, I'm in the middle ground on Deshaun Kaiser. I think he does some things well, but he does too many things poorly to give your team an actual chance. Look at what San Diego did. They loaded the box, took away the run, played single high, and we couldn't do anything about it. 
it's just you, I know the results are hard. It's really tough. It's not a tangible thing that people can look at and say there's improvement. But if you watch the individual players, you cannot miss the talent that is on the field. It is just not easy to score points when you have quarterback play like they have had. Now, the blame for that goes anywhere. We, we can discuss that for hours. But you just have to look at the whole thing and not try to get sucked into a narrative that's not true. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, I'm fond of saying, uh, Jeff's probably heard me say this so many times, he's sick of it. There's a lot to work on, but there's a lot to work with. You look at these, this roster as opposed to where it was you know, 22 months ago, it's undoubtedly better. I mean, there, there's no debate that it is overall better. Now, the glaring weaknesses, uh, or at least inconsistencies, are at the glamour positions where you score a lot of points. Wide receiver, running back, and quarterback. That's obvious. That has to be addressed. But with you know, $11 billion in cap space and all of these picks, it can be done in, an, in a hurry. And in this particular scenario, like we, we said, we didn't even get an Allen Robinson or, or you know, a Tremaine Johnson or somebody like that. We, we had a good free agency, but we didn't drill it out of the park like they very well could. But, I mean, yeah, look, here's our results. We added Mo Claiborne and John Brown. Then we added Baker Mayfield, Darius Weiss, Calvin Ridley, Denzel Ward, Jordan Whitehead, and Marcus Davenport. And that's only the first six picks. There is talent in this draft on day three to be had, a lot of it. So even if the old adage of, you know, if you hit 50% of your draft picks, you're killing the draft comes true, and half of these guys bust out, as long as one of the ones that hits is the quarterback, they're going to be a drastically improved team with anything remotely resembling the haul that we just pulled in. Yeah, think about, too, if you... If you're only able to, you know, you might look at that draft and say that's a bit of a stretch. We kind of were pretty light on the side of free agency, too. The ground can be heavy swingers with a lot right. of money talk. So there's a balancing act there. Right, and, 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 and like we've, we've all said this, too, it's December. So we can sit here and say, oh, so-and-so is not going to be there at that rank. How many times have we said this guy's a top 10 pick, not only now, but like in January, and then by the time April rolls around, he's there in the third round for whatever, and vice versa. So while we all think we have a handle on these guys at this point, we may not uh, on, on some of them. So, you know, it, unrealistic, maybe, but you can't say this definitely won't happen. No, absolutely. Uh, guys, uh, like I said, we're going to get to this, you know, maybe hopefully once a week, and we'll continue this through April. But, uh, you know, wanted to do this through fan speak. Uh, this is Steven's passion. Uh, even as beat up as he is, he makes sure he gets to this once a day. Uh, Jake, obviously, I wanted to bring on here uh, one of the better Cleveland writers. And, he's you know, the future's only getting brighter and brighter. But, uh, guys, I hope everybody gives us a listen. You know, follow the Lots on uh, Brown's Twitter account. Uh, please, the five-star review on iTunes. Follow Jake. Follow Steven. Uh, this is a fun exercise. We're going to keep going up here. Guys, I appreciate you coming out here and doing this with me this evening. Thanks for having me, man. That was a blast. I, I, I'm really excited to do this on a regular basis. That was fun. Yeah, count me in. Big time fun. Love the pod. It's a good time. All right. Lockdown Browns, episode 126. We'll be at you tomorrow with some Packers talk with Aaron Nagler. Let's go, Browns.